Professional, your weekly Google podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 271, and welcome back to my front porch. It's getting a little toasty here in Phoenix. I think it's supposed to be like 93 degrees tomorrow. It's like, no, <laughs> I'm not ready for it. Patty and I went for a walk tonight. It was really great. Except that when we got back, we were like a little sweaty and we're like, what is going on, man? It's not time for that yet. This is the time. In Phoenix, this is like, no, please go away. We've just enjoyed. This is the greatest time to live in Phoenix. Like the the last like six, seven months have been unbelievable. But when summer starts peaking, it's just gnarly head. It's like, no, man, I don't want it to come yet. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to sweat. I'm not ready to get burnt by my seatbelt. Literally, you can get burnt by your seatbelt. The new car I got has black leather seats in it. And so I'm not, I'm not ready for my legs to stick to the the truck. I, I'm not ready to just constantly have back sweat. I'm not ready for it yet. I enjoy being out here on my front porch. I enjoy having a fire going. I don't want it to go away, but hey, it is what it is. You, you get to uh, enjoy the good seasons and you also have to deal with kind of the chaos of the other seasons. Now, those of you who live in the Midwest, you can come after me because I've been kind of talking to you about how great the weather is here in phoenix and you're like yeah that's nice but a reckoning is coming for uh those of us who live in in arizona so hey i hope you're doing good uh wherever you are a lot is happening in our world uh in our it just feels to me like man the moment it feels like everybody kind of gets a little bit of a breath something else happens and I know for some of you, um, I'm, you know, I'm wired for chaos. I'm wired for a bit of that. And But for some of you, this has been like really wearing and really wearing on your mental health, your spiritual health. You just kind of feel stuck a bit. I, I just want to say like, um, it's okay. <laughs> really, it's okay. Um, I, I These seasons are really good seasons to, to help identify, help us identify with our weaknesses, our hurts, our pains, uh, and to bring those to the Lord. You know, Psalms, uh, the, you know, Psalms on the whole just continue to present uh, Psalm after Psalm, just David's both lamenting, but also in his praise. I mean, the psalmist on the whole, it's not just David, but they continue to bring these realities to us and, and they open us up and they allow us to be human. It's like, go ahead, be human. It's okay. But don't get caught in that. That's the other part thing I would say. Don't get distracted in that despair. Right? Sometimes that despair just feels like a cyclone and you feel like you're getting pushed farther and farther under the water sometimes. But um, my counselor said this this week. I thought this was really helpful. And he said, you know, a penny can block out the sun. And he's trying to make this point of going like the sun is so grand. It's so beautiful. And he's talking about all the great things in life that God has given. But if we just, if we're not careful, you know, those little, you know, they're small or they're big, but they're kind of small in comparison to the goodness of all that you experience in life. And he was like, be careful that you're not allowing, you know, you can hold a penny up and kind of block the sun. And um, he was like, just be careful. Be careful that you're not allowing that to kind of block the goodness and the glory of, of all that God has for you. And so he's inviting us into this moment right now of, of complete and utter dis- dependency. But the question is, um, will we, will you and I continue to move forward in what he's trying to reveal into us? So that's my encouragement challenge uh, for 
all of you uh, today. Uh, thanks again for listening. Always appreciate that. Thanks for those of you who give to this podcast. It really does mean a lot uh, to me. And uh, I really appreciate those of you who continue to buy the devotional. It's awesome. So um, our passage is the same passage we had last night, Exodus 14, 14. And, and the reason why is I got done uh, with the podcast, what was it, on Tuesday. And I just felt like, I feel like there's more there. And this is the first time I've ever done this, but I'm, we're going to double down on Exodus 14, 14, a, a passage very small, but is just packed, packed with so much wisdom. So Exodus 14, 14, again, says the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. I, I've noticed, <clears throat> I've been telling you about how Patty and I, have been going on walks. We've been going on walks, I don't know, for the last few months. I, I, I've been walking pretty consistently for about five years. And I probably, I don't know, I probably walk, I don't know, maybe 30, 40 miles a week, something like that. And um, But we've been walking at night, so it's been great. And uh, for most of Patty and I's life together, I've just outpaced her. And Patty is such a strong female that she just, she doesn't even really say anything and for years hasn't really even said anything. She just goes at her own pace and inevitably I'll kind of look back and be like, Oh man. And I'll just kind of scoot back to her and and we just keep walking together. And she told me a while back, she's like, I just don't really enjoy walking with you. I'm like, wow, that's kind of not kind, but she's like, you're always in front of me. Like if we're going to walk, I want to kind of enjoy it. Um, I got another buddy who, who's always like, when we go on walks together, he's always like, "Hey, Hey, why are you in a hurry? Like, puts his hand on my shoulder. Hey, why are you in a hurry? Slow down. It's okay. And I realized, like, wow, what is that? And I realized I have a pace problem. That I'm always trying. I'm just moving. I, I, don't, I don't even know where I'm going. Like, I'm not. Am I trying to get home faster? Where, what, what's the goal here? You know, the goal is presence. But because I'm out of pace, I'm out of presence. And and so I'm, I'm learning a lot in life. And what I realized as I was kind of working through this passage once again i thought man i gotta bring that back because i think it's so important pace is a really 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 big deal and it's not just all over scripture it really is all about all 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 over scripture Uh, to be honest it's it's like a life struggle and some of us like me uh, struggle with it severely and i'm i'm glad at this point in my life that i can kind of identify it i can see it um, I can go, wow, I, I think I'm moving way too fast. And I am learning like today, Patty and I, tonight, Patty and I went for a walk and I was like, wow, look at that. I'm in pace with her. And I can recognize a little bit more now that I'm paying attention to all that reality. But if we look at our lives, it's really, it's a, it's a problem for a lot of people. Look at the traffic, look at the busyness of all the, I mean, our schedules and it is, we have a pace problem. We have a pace for problem. And I, I think this is interesting. Check this out. It was it was only supposed to take the Israelites eleven days to get to the promised land. Okay? So this moment that we find ourselves in in this passage, they're eleven days out from being in the promised land. Eleven days. And instead, as a result of just not following after the Lord, not listening to him, not trusting, not believing he's fighting for them, it took them 40 years. It took 40 years. So the question is then, okay, well, what happened? Like, how did that happen? And what, how, what happened was they didn't learn the lesson that God was trying to teach them in this moment. I always find it interesting, before you get to the promised land, there's always a moment. 
There's like always, you know, in promised land can be indicative of any situation, so maybe some hopeful thing, but there always seems to be some kind of crossroads that God's inviting us into. And this is what is happening here, right? In this moment, he is trying to, to help them understand stillness with God so they could experience the power of God. And I really, really, I personally, I personally struggle with this. And I think a whole lot of us really, really struggle with this reality. And, and, and my kind of example is the one I brought in earlier on is, is uh, the last few years have exposed in so many people the deep, deep, deep sin uh, that a lot of us have in our lives. Right, like what ends up happening is we'll worship and follow God. Oh God, you're so good! In, like in 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 insecurity, when everything seems to be going good, in comfort. Oh God, you're so good. God, you care. People ask, "How are you doing?" You say, "I just feel really blessed." Like all those kind of euphemisms that we use, right? But then, just in a moment, right? Then that safety, that comfort is threatened. And we shift. We shift everything. We shift things very, very quickly. And what we end up doing is we run to control. We kind of try to put ourselves in the driver's seat and going, well, I guess this whole trusting God thing and following after him is not really working out. I'm back in charge. And we end up losing perspective in the midst of this chaos. This is what ends up happening. And this is, man, if you're going to zoom out over the last few years, this is what's happened to Christians. They just lost perspective in the midst of this chaos. You know, and it's so interesting to me in one moment we can praise him and in the next moment we're cursing him because we feel like he's abandoned us and it's like we have got to get we've got to get our hearts right we got to start lifting our chins up and going whoa this keeps happening right and i can't get over that i can't get over the fact that this keeps happening over and over and over and we think something's going to change now it's kind of like the, you know paul has this passage where he says why do i do the things i don't want to do and i don't do the things i know i should do you know he's just like kind of confronting himself i think that's romans 8 he's just kind of confronting himself like man such so frustrating why does that keep happening you know we are just we're just really fragile people we're fragile fragile people but we have a, a powerful, an absolutely powerful father. And what does, he, what does he proclaim over our weakness? What does he proclaim over our weakness? Not get stronger. Hey, listen, you got to get stronger. No, no. I mean, the interesting thing is like, if you read through the canon of scripture, it's not telling you to get stronger. No, 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 no. We need to be weak. We need to be weak. We need to be still so that he can be our strength. This is what the Bible is helping us understand, which I find this to be just, this is why you have books of the Bible like Jonah. Like why is the book of Jonah in the Bible? It is about a prophet who completely abandons God's plan for him tries to commit, wants to commit suicide, tries to commit suicide like multiple times. A fish rescues him. He finally repents. He goes and does the worst gospel presentation in the world. And then he's angry at God for rescuing them. He says, I knew you were going to be a God of mercy, a God of rescue. I'm like, what is that doing in the Bible? It's trying to help us go. Listen, see this guy? 
See this, this prophet? Look how weak he is. Or, he's trying to be strong. He's trying to do it on his own. He doesn't have it figured out. Or look how strong he is. He's not being weak in me. He's not depending on me. In the belly of the whale, he was. And guess what happened? I rescued him. I rescued him. And what I, I think so interesting as it relates to stillness is that stillness is not about not moving. It's, it's more about moving with God at his pace. I mean, the story of the rescue of Israel is really, I mean, honestly, it is an archetype uh, for all of life. I mean, the, the Old Testament and the New Testament are, are trying to say, you see this? You see what they did? You see how they rebelled? You see how they did it their own way? Don't make the same mistake. Don't do that. But yet we do over and over and over. You see, God, he had a plan to care and pro- to provide for them. And as a result of them kind of interfering with God's perfect plan, check this out, people died. It took them exponentially longer. And a whole generation, a whole generation missed out on experiencing the fullness of of all that God had for them. And what, I, what I'm learning about myself is this pace thing is a big deal. And it's really significant in my life. And I, I bet you if I was to guess, it's in your life too. This, this, I just don't feel at peace. I don't feel at peace at God. I don't feel at pace with God. I'm all over the place. I'm trying to create my own plans. And what I'm learning is this discipline uh, of sitting here on the front porch and slowing down is about seeing and experiencing what God is doing. It is so uncomfortable for me to sit out here quiet. It really is. But I'm learning. I'm learning to for to be in pace with the presence of God. Just sit with me. You, you just sit with me. I'm fighting for you. You only need to be still. Be still with me. I'll tell you when to move. I'll tell you when to go, but let's go together. You keep trying to outpace my plan for you, but just be here with me. And what I find so interesting as we look at Jesus is that Jesus just wasn't in a hurry. I mean, 33 and a half years before he started his earthly ministry that to me is mind-blowing and then he gets baptized he comes up out of the water and what happens the spirit of god takes him into the wilderness to be tempted for what 40 days how interesting how interesting i just go you could you could have been far more efficient proficient but no 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 he was abiding in the father and you remember this moment in in john chapter 2 where mary's like hey listen i need you to do a miracle and he goes not time yet He's listening to the Father. He's at pace with the Father. And what I find so interesting is while we were wandering around in the wilderness of our sin, he brought all of humanity, those who would confess him as Lord and Savior, into the promised land as a result of his death and his resurrection at the perfect time and in pace with what God had for him. Because if you are in pace with God, you will find peace. And isn't that what we're all wanting, needing, is peace with God. So the question is, how is your pace? And is your pace impacting your peace? Father God, we just slow down here for a moment and we say, we, are, we know you are near, we know you are here. We celebrate your presence 
teach us to slow down and be in pace with you. So, take a breath. And that's a good one. Take a breath. Some of you just need to take a breath. Reflect and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heartbeat. Until next time.